So what to us looks like everyday, everyday, normal stuff, we need to be aware that the providential sovereign God has his hand on the history of the world and on the events that surround us. So he went to be registered with Mary, and it was while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. No mistake, no accident. He was to be born in Bethlehem. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. As I shared last Sunday in our own church here, uh, this is a foreshadowing, an echo, a, 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 a type and an illustration of things to come that even when Jesus was born, there was no room for him. And in our own lives, so often we don't have room for him, right? We, we just don't have room for him. And that wasn't by mistake either. God orchestrated that because you either make room for him or you do not. You say, Lord, I want to make room today. Or you say, well, someday, someday, when I'm retired, when I've got my money, my gold watch, when I've got more time, then I'll make room for him. But I've noticed, I've been around long enough to notice that if you're that way when you're young, you're that way when you're old. So there wasn't any room for him. And there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. Can you imagine that? They just went to work. And all of a sudden, there is an angel, actually a host of angels. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. In other words, there was light when there was no natural light. This was supernatural light surrounded them. And all of a sudden, this angel said, Don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you, you shepherds, this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. Now, look at this. The angel knew exactly where Jesus was and exactly what his circumstances were, right down to him lying in a feeding trough, clothed in cloths they were able to come up with on the spot. The angel knew all about him, and he knows all about you and me and the circumstances surrounding our life right now. And then suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts. And look what they were doing, praising God. And here's what they were saying. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So this birth, according to these angels, was to the glory of God and it equated into peace and goodwill toward men. And so was the coming of Jesus. It says in verse 15, So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, and I imagine they were absolutely stunned, amazed, marveling. And they said, hey, there's only one thing we can do at this point. Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. I want to point this out. 
Notice, when they knew who had been born, they beat a fast track to him. They went straight for him. If this is the prophesied Messiah, if this is him, then I can't get to him fast enough. I can't find him quick enough. I can't, I can't make it to that manger in Bethlehem fast enough to see the baby Messiah. And I think once we realize that Jesus is alive and well, he really is who he said he was, and right now he's seated at the right hand of God the Father, but how far away from us is he? He's a prayer away. And if we know that he's there, we ought to beat a fast track to him. We ought to get to him as quick as we can. And once we get to him, hold him close. And so they went to him. They came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger, just like the angel had said. And when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. They became evangelists. They went and told others about him. And shouldn't we? Yes, we should especially in these dark days. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But I love this. Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now let me just tell you one quick thing about this. When it says Mary kept, that word kept comes from a Greek word that we would use to describe protecting something, putting something under lock and key, holding it tight and not letting anything steal it from us. Mary heard, and this wasn't the last thing she was going to hear about this baby, but she heard what these shepherds said. And it says, Mary pondered them. The King James will say, kept them in her heart. In other words, I've got something that God has done, and I am not going to let go of it. I'm not going to let go of what God has said to me. And you know what we need to hold on to tightly these days, folks? We need to hold on tightly to the reality of Jesus Christ. I am keeping this in my heart, and there isn't anyone or anything that's going to steal it from me. And so, then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Now, they could, for the rest of their lives, say, boy, that was one day at the office. Because all this happened in one night. That was one serious day at the office. Now, just to wrap this up, summarize it, they received first a visitation from God, then a proclamation from God concerning the reality of Jesus Christ, and then a confirmation when they found him in the manger, just like the angel said. And then they went into evangelization. They told others all about him. Folks, I want you to know tonight that John also tells us in his gospel that Jesus is the light of the world. He is that spiritual light. And when he came into the world, his, his presence was the light of men. And the light shined into the darkness, and the darkness did not defeat it. The darkness did not defeat the light. The only time there is darkness in a room is when there is an absence of light. But if there's ever a contest between light and dark, dark never wins. Dark must give way to light every time. 
And so it is with Jesus. His light chases away the darkness anywhere it comes into the room or into our heart. And I want to encourage you as the year 2015 approaches. This isn't a New Year's message, but I thought I'd throw it in while I've got you here. Um, that we're in a nation that is being shaken in so many ways. And there's so much darkness on every hand. But you know what? The only reason dark is there is because there's no light. Let light shine. It must go. So I want to encourage you, as we light these candles in just a moment, let me tell you what I see. I see what Jesus said about us. I'm the light of the world, and I came into the earth, and the darkness of the world did not defeat me. But now I have lit you. And Jesus said, you, my people, my, my believers, my followers, are the light of the world. Do you know it says that in Sermon on the Mount? You are the light of the world, and you are the salt of the earth. So we are the light of the world because the light is living in us. So when we light these candles, for me it's a beautiful physical illustration of a spiritual reality. And that is, and, and we're going to kill the lights and, and you're going to all hold the candles up. And I want you to look around the room when we do because what I see with those physical candles is I see the way it is with God's people walking out into a dark world each and every day into your workplace, your home, with your neighbors, and you're a light. And where the light is, the darkness must go. So I want to encourage you to shine this year. Shine with the light of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Now, uh, they have the candles, right? All right. So I'm going to ask somebody. Now, I have a major lighter up here. So I'm going to light the first candle, and Brendan is going to bring it to me. And then we're going to just hold them up as an illustration of what we're going to do this year spiritually with letting Jesus shine through us. So I'm going to light this candle, and then Brendan is going to light the candles of these men and women, and they're going to come down the aisles. Now, I have a favor to ask of you. Please don't give one to a children. They just don't believe the, the wax will drip. They never have every year. They just want to turn it and make sure that it won't drip, and it does. So don't do that. Don't give it to a, ch a child um, unless you really trust them to keep it upright. And we're going to bless the Lord with this in Jesus' name. And where is Pastor Keith? Where did he go? There we go. So as they're lighting these candles, Keith, if we could just sing Silent Night um, and go through this. And how many of you are glad that Jesus came to the earth? Amen. Isn't he a blessing? Aren't you glad that he saved us, redeemed us? And I want to encourage you, if Jesus has never come into your heart, it's so easy to do. Just say, Lord, forgive me of my sin, and I receive you by faith. And you would be amazed at how light will flood your life in Jesus' name. So come on, Keith, and lead us, and let's sing while these candles are being lit. And as soon as yours is lit, you can stand. Amen. Here we go.
you just turn behind you and look around this is the way the church ought to look it's the way the church ought to look all year long can you say with me i'm the light of the world because the light of the world lives in me let's sing that second stanza let's do it getting a good shot at. Let's sing that last stanza and then we're going to pray. Amen. come to you tonight and Lord you have told us through your only son that your church was made the light of the world because the light of the world lives inside your church and so Lord we pray that as these candles burn and we see a physical picture of what the church ought to look like all year long help us to shine like this to glow like this to put light out into the world like this this world right now, Lord, being rocked with violence and bloodshed and hatred and racism and all the terrible things that are just wounding us as we stand here. 
Lord, let the light shine out of your church. That's the real answer for the darkness can't stand in the presence of your light. So, Lord, we trust you to do it. And we ask you, Lord, to help your church to focus on you this year and to remember who we are and whose we are as we face this present darkness. We believe you to send revival and a blessing and drive it out in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I would tell you to clap, but please don't. All right, if you want to go ahead and blow the candles out. Kathy, you want to come up here? There's, there's Kathy, my wife, and um, she's got a microphone, and she's going to lead us in a quick in a, in a song that she likes. Well, actually, I'm going to just get you all started. I'm not going to lead you, I promise. But I am going to make a couple of announcements. We want to invite everybody, New Year's Eve, to come back and join us right here at 9 p.m. till midnight. We're going to be celebrating and bringing in the new year with uh, Dennis Jernigan, and so we hope you can all join us back here for that. And um, Sunday in our 11 a.m. service, we will have water baptism. So if there's anybody that's interested in that, that will be happening at the 11 a.m. service. And then our poinsettias, um, some of you have purchased our poinsettias. And if you purchased a poinsettia, you may take it. There's also extras that you can, oh, right. And the, in your seat is the invitation for New Year's Eve if you want to take that and invite somebody at work or something to come join you. Um, but the poinsettias are available. There's enough that you can buy one if you would like to take it home tonight. Or if you're on your way to somebody's house and you forgot a gift, poinsettias <laughs> is a great gift. So, um, or you need something for your centerpiece for your table. So you can purchase those at the connection point. But also we have some extras. And so this is what we want to do. It's going to be on the honor system. But you're in church, so we trust you. And uh, what, you'll, what we're asking you to do is if you will promise today or tonight or tomorrow, take a poinsettia to a shelter, a hospital, a nursing home, a prison, and uh, get it to deliver to somebody that otherwise might not have a, a poinsettia, you are welcome to take that free. And um, I don't think that there's going to be any uh, worry with running out. So that's all we ask. So if you take it free, just make sure that you do that. Otherwise, if you purchase one or you would like to purchase one, you can get yours as well. Now, so, let, let's reiterate before we do the, the song. New Year's Eve, doors are going to open at 830. Um, you can come in and wander around, fellowship with one another. At 9 o'clock, our young people are going to begin to lead some worship. And uh, it's going to be great. Uh, and that's going to be in the room across the hall. And then um, at 9.30, Tom Autry. Are you here tonight, Tom? Okay, I don't know. I can't see you. But anyway, he's going to lead a, a couple of songs. Wonderful singer, great voice. And then Dennis Jernigan begins at 10. And, and we're going to enter the new year worshiping God. And we're going to believe God to give us just a fresh inspiration for the year of 2015. And we believe he's going to do that. So you're all welcome, New Year's Eve. What else are you going to do New Year's Eve that's better than that? Nothing. All right? All right. Don't plan on showing up at 10 o'clock and getting a seat for Dennis because Dennis, by the time Dennis starts, the seats will be filled. So um, also, I, we want to just as, as a couple, yeah. <laughs> we want to wish that our wish for you is that every one of your Christmas wishes will come true. And we certainly do love our church family. We feel blessed to serve here at Turning Point Church. So the wonderful leadership team of musicians behind me is going to 
lead us in we wish you a merry christmas but we want everybody yeah. to sing it and that is our dismissal for this evening thank you for coming and now let's sing Merry Christmas and a happy